I'm Lisa. I do the midday show at 101.9 The Mix in Chicago. And I'm Jerry Nunn from nunnontherun.com. And Lisa and I go way back. Way backstage, maybe. Yeah, that's where we met. And now we're bringing you along for the ride. Like a plus one. But we don't really have time for some big intro. All right, let's go. Nonstop. Nonstop. With Lisa and Jerry. This week, we throw back to the future with Sting and Shaggy. And we talk to Dr. Fink from Prince and the Revolution. Yo, this is Shaggy. Nonstop with Lisa and Jerry. Yeah. Okay, let's be honest. Sting and and Shaggy are just names that we haven't heard in a while. Yeah, well, Sting's always doing something. He seems like he always has like a project. Well, he is doing something a little out of his comfort zone and mm-hmm. working with Shaggy, which, you know, at first everybody was kind of like, what is this pairing? Like, what is this yeah, pairing? Yeah, what is that pairing? But it kind <laughs> of makes sense to me because if you listen to old music from Sting from the Police, like it's kind of got that kind of beat to it. The reggae kind of beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they decided to work together, I was like, dude, I need this record. Yeah. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Sting. How are you? I'm very good. I'm, I'm sitting here with Shaggy. Hey, Shaggy. Well, I've got you first off. Thank you so much for your service. I, I know that you uh, served as a U.S. Marine, and I appreciate all of that you have done for us. Thank you so much. Ooh, Great. <laughs> Thank you. So you guys are out. The new album is uh, 44876. I have to tell you guys, I have I spent a lot of time with this album. I love it. Wow. Thank you. It's got such like a sunny kind of a, I don't know it. Like it, it kind of makes me feel good. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the process behind making this. Well, it actually makes us feel good. It made us feel good making it, and it was really a function of the two of us just getting on like a house on fire and having fun making music. And it, it kind of was a happy accident. It started off as my album, and then I just kept inviting Shaggy to sing a verse or write a verse, and it became evident that it was a, a joint project. And so it's a conversation between two guys uh, from very different cultures, very different islands. I'm from Great Britain. He's from Jamaica, which is why it's called 44876, which is our area codes. And that the fun continues on this tour. So we're coming to Chicago on my birthday, actually. <gasps> Happy almost birthday. That's my little sister's birthday. We're coming to the show, up. too. I think, I think we should have cake for that night. <laughs> what a great idea. Good idea. Cake is always good. Yeah. Yeah. Chi-town cake. Yeah, Ooh. baby. So yeah. it's, it's happening in Aragon Ballroom. What can we expect when we finally get to see you guys on stage. Now, we've gotten to see you uh, on on TV all over the place doing your thing, but what is it going to feel like for Chicago to see you here at Aragon Ballroom? Well, the best thing I could, could explain to you, Lisa, the first thing I think you should do, and it's very important, make sure you got comfortable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. You're going to be dancing all night. You know what I mean? The way we move you inside feels so right now. You know what I mean? Trust me, it's going to be it's gonna be on point. And if you want to be get ready to be loved and be loved. Love and be loved. I like that. Can I say something now? Oh, okay, my bad. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, neither of us leave the stage at any point. We're there in each other's way, and we're never quite sure what's going to happen, except that it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys feel um, any level of competition when you're together, or are you guys just like out there being best friends, doing your thing? That's interesting, because we're both alpha males, and you would think that would be very competitive, but neither of us have got a damn thing to prove, so we're just out there having fun. Okay. We compete a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit of competition, but it's, yeah. it's really... Really friendly competition because I win, you know. Yeah, <laughs> see. So, but um, it's a very good point that he makes that we all, we really have anything to prove. We've, we've accomplished so much in music as it is, you know. So this is so refreshing for us to be sharing the stage, singing each other. And let me tell you, you haven't seen anything until you hear Sting sing 
it wasn't me. It's off the chain, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. That, you could tell it's so much out of his comfort level. <laughs> I, was a, I was a little reluctant to sing that song, I have to say. Why but is that? Having, you know, um, put my foot in the water, I'm now totally shameless. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Sing that song with a great deal of passion. And confidence, yes. I love it. But, uh, you know, we, they get all the hits. You know, I'm, of course, songs from the 44876, the album. Uh, Sting sing uh, a lot of his, his hits, and I sing uh, a lot of my hits, and sometimes we swap songs and, and uh, be on each other's songs. So, you know, the night is filled with uh, a lot of love, a uh, lot of energy, um, great vibe, a lot of sunshine, and a lot of people dancing, man. And just, you know, the, the more smiles we see every night, we know we've done a good job. And cake. And cake. And cake. And chai down. <laughs> I love it. I, you know, I'm actually smiling right now listening to you guys talk about this because it really sounds like a labor of love. And even though you say you've been out of your comfort zones to make this happen, uh, you know, what was something scary along the way? There had to be something that was just kind of like a, a scary moment. Like, what are we doing? What, what What's happening here? Well, you know, Shaggy is very, very good at creating songs on the spot, like instant improvisation. And I'm much more cautious and careful and private. And he made made me um, actually do it in public, which is a bit like it wasn't me. But um, <laughs> having uh, taken that challenge, it was actually it was actually great fun. So the two of us were making songs together around one microphone. Very different to the way I normally work. Yeah, so that that would be scary a bit. And I the other think. other thing is, I made him sing. Yeah. Well, now I'm singing on stage a lot. You know, I mean, I can't shut him up now. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> now no, no, I, I, I sing everything. I created a monster. I might be singing to you oh. right now, Lisa. David, David, David. Okay, my bad. No, are you kidding me? If you guys are going to sing something and it has my name in it, we're about to blast you all over the radio right now. There you go. I love it. I love it. So, okay, I have to, I have to ask. The album came out on 420. Was that by design? You could tell me uh happy accident like most yeah. most things yeah <laughs> okay okay you know funniest thing lisa we we're gonna call the album joint venture first come on <laughs> on 420, but we decided against it. I kind of wish you did, but there's a 420 every year and maybe another new album. You never know. Ah, 44876, the joint venture. Ah, Lisa, 420. Thank you, Lisa. Bye, Lisa. Thank you so much. See you on your sister's birthday. Okay, so cake, live music, lots of dancing, maybe some kind of secondhand smoke. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's the secondhand smoke for you. (laughs) But have you seen Sting before or no? Yeah, I saw him with the police and uh, Wrigley Stadium. Wow. So that was a good show. And then uh, I saw him in Tennessee. I like camped out on the sidewalk all night. This what? is the only time I've ever done that in my whole life. What? To camp out like that. It was back in the day when Ticketmaster was the thing. And uh, I was in front of a record store on the sidewalk. And then we went in and, you know, got the best seats that we could get for him. Isn't it crazy to think that that's how we used to have to buy tickets? Yeah. You'd have to be in the front of the line. Right. You would even like count how many people. Well, these people are not going to get good tickets behind us. You know? I know. <laughs> Well, I remember going to Carson Perry Scott because they had like a Ticketmaster outlet upstairs mm-hmm. in the mall in the neighborhood where I grew up. But they wouldn't let you stand inside Carson's if there was like, oh, tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter if it's like the middle of December and it's like terrible cold outside. They're kind of like, sorry, teenagers, you need to go sit outside. Yeah. It was awful. Oh, right. Well, I've always hated when the scalpers, you know, the scalpers drive me crazy. They always have. Like, I get you guys are trying to make money, but also like this is something that some people are really trying trying to get tickets to, whether it's the show or, or whatever show it is. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of jerky, although there are some artists now who are trying to do that old lottery ticket system like they did back in the day. Yeah, they're going to always try to stop those kind of people because it's like, really, you're you're 80 years old, but you're a Britney fan? I don't know. I don't think so. Right. 
Right. <laughs> You're in front. You know, you, you got tickets. Right. So good luck on that. Although the show for uh, Sting and Shaggy, that's coming up at Aragon Ballroom October 2nd. And I think there are still some tickets available for that one. Awesome. We got to go. Yeah. We got to think about doing this and possibly bring along some birthday cake. Yes. Do you have a favorite birthday cake? Like what flavor? Yeah. Or? Yes, dude. And you're not going to, you're probably <laughs> going to be it. surprised. Is it like Funfetti or something? It's not Funfetti. You, I'll give you one more guess and I can almost guarantee you're not going to get it. I feel too much pressure. Carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's zucchini cake. No, it's not. It is. What? It is my favorite. It's so good. I've never had it before, ever. Are you like a fan of cinnamon? It's kind of cinnamony. Oh, Sounds oh. like carrot cake to me. <laughs> Look, don't knock it till you try it. Um, now I have on a mission to let you try zucchini. It's like zucchini bread. Okay. But made thick like a cake. My mom makes it. It is like the best thing ever. Zucchini bread is a thing. I know banana bread, but Ugh. zucchini bread? Zucchini bread. It is the best thing ever. And like literally on my birthday last month, I went to my mom's house and she saved me a little coffee cup of the zucchini bread batter. Because that, like if I'm going to the electric chair, that's what I want. Just a little bit of zucchini bread batter. Well, I'll keep that in mind next time you're going to the electric chair. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, I think of like, I'm from the South, so it's like monkey bread, banana bread, but zucchini bread. Look, don't knock it till you try it. It's so good. Okay, I'll try it one day. I won't bring that for Sting, though. Okay. I won't. Right. You might scare Sting away. I don't know if he's a vegetarian or what. I don't know either. Maybe we'll stick to, like, chocolate or vanilla or something easy. Don't Sting, Sting. <laughs> I'll try not to. I'll try not to. But so in the spirit of checking up with some of our old heroes from music back in the day that are actually coming through town, you got to talk to Dr. Fink from the Revolution. Right. So I was a huge Prince fan back in, like, ninth grade. I was in Tennessee trying to brush up on my Prince stuff because I loved Prince. Did you and wear a lot of ruffly clothes? I didn't really dress like him. He was too androgynous for, you know, a Southern closeted boy in Tennessee. Ah. I couldn't wear a lot of ruffles because, yeah, wouldn't go over so well. Red flag. <laughs> yeah, <it> was <laughs> tough enough. Junior high was tough enough. But I was super into the music. I loved all the little offshoots. He produced on Paisley Park, his label, all kinds of bands and music and stuff. So yeah. these people had solo projects and all kinds of stuff. So I loved it. I loved Prince. And so it's just kind of my dream that they approached the podcast and said, hey, we want to be on the podcast. And uh, you can pick anyone from the band, you know, because Prince's band, The Revolution, has been together forever and ever. And they gave me one of the longest running people in the band, Dr. Fink, who dresses like a doctor. That's his shtick. I remember him from my albums growing up. And I love that that whole costume kind of thing originated here in Chicago. We were on tour with Rick James in late 79, early 80. And uh, the very beginning of that tour, uh, Prince came to me after like three shows on the road and said, hey, you, you're going to have to change your image because James is wearing your uh, jail outfit on one of his songs. And he's the, he's the headliner because I was wearing a black and white striped jailer's outfit. And he said, I need you to brainstorm with me here for a minute. By the way, that was in Chicago when that happened. Nice. Okay. And yeah, we were in Chicago for a show with Rick James and he, he just said, uh, did you have another idea when you came up with the, the jail suit look? And I said, yeah, I got a couple other ideas. Uh, one of them was a guy in a doctor suit. And then he latched onto that immediately. He said, that's pretty cool. I like it. It's quirky. It's different. Nobody's really doing it or has done it. So let's put you in the doctor suit tonight. So they, they went out and bought these scrubs and everything. But all the doctor accessories were, were purchased by our uh, wardrobe gal. And that's how I became the doctor. Do you wear the doctor's outfit now? Oh, of course. 
yours. Okay, I just don't know if that was still your, your thing. Or... It's still my thing. That's how people <laughs> remember me, you know. That's my look. So that's kind of cool that there's like a tie to us, really, from where that whole thing started. Yes, absolutely, yeah. After I listened back to your interview, and I heard about the crazy stories that were coming out of maybe some of the fans, mm-hmm. I was kind of like freaked out that these guys actually have to deal with people acting completely insane. The craziest fan experience that ever took place, and this was really early. We, we were doing this theater, and after the show, we had to leave, of course, through the rear stage door. And this was at a time when we didn't have the need or didn't think we had the need for security or anything. Yeah. And the whole band walked out that door, and there was a throng of screaming girls right out of A Hard Day's Night, the movie. Yeah. And they literally attacked Prince like piranhas and shredded his clothing off of him. <laughs> no way. They grabbed, they, fortunately they didn't get the pants off, but they took his shirt that he had on. They literally ripped it to the point where he had nothing on. So it was unbelievable. I'd never, it was just like right out of a playbook for Rockstar Mania. The first taste of that sort of thing. Nobody grabbed me. They didn't care less. They, they were just sort of like, oh, who's this guy? But uh, and then we walked through the gauntlet and of course they wanted autographs and all that they, they didn't care about ripping my clothes off. They were they were completely enamored with Prince at that time. Okay, so getting your clothes ripped off, like we see it in movies <laughs> and we see just kind of like that fandom mania. Yeah. But can you imagine like walking out of this door, out of this studio, and there's like 30 people trying to rip your clothes off? <laughs> it's like a Beatles moment or something like that from the past, right? That is crazy. And I don't care how big of a fan I am of somebody. Like, uh-huh. sure, I-, I love Prince. If I saw him walk through the door, I would definitely try to meet him or take a picture. But would I rip his clothes off? Is there one artist that you can think of in your whole life? It doesn't mean you would do it tomorrow, but like in your whole life, was there ever an artist that you were so crazy about that you would actually entertain ripping their clothes off? Well, Ricky Martin, I mean, come on. I just want to see him with the clothes off. That's why. Them abs though. I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could physically do that though. It'd be kind of awkward, especially if I was by myself. <laughs> yeah, no. Can you imagine? So creepy. I mean, I, I would definitely like to see the lead singer from 311 with no clothes on. Okay. Let's be honest, but also yeah. every show he takes his shirt off. So like, what do I care? Right. I'll just I'm, wait. <laughs> yeah. But that show, uh, The Revolution, is coming up at Park West on October 5th. Yes. So, It'll be a one to see. I mean, they, they played there when they first started. So this is a big deal. And it's the original Revolution. It's like everybody. Lisa and Wendy are going to be there. Uh, yeah. So cool. Just to see them. Yeah. I'm going to wear purple. I just decided. You might be the only one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so those shows are coming up. Definitely something to look forward to if you're into the throw back features. And hey, you and I are coming off of kind of a, another crazy weekend, which is I know is shocking. Nonstop. Definitely. So it started with a wonderful kind of a brunch, right? At River Roast. Right. They're having a special lunch promotion that's like $45. Oh, the power lunch thing. The power lunch. Yes. And that chicken was so good. I could have eaten it all day. The first time I went in there, I thought that I was going for this kind of like bluesy brunch. And when I said to the guy who seated us, like, yeah, I was here one time. He's like, we do this every weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I thought it was like a special thing. But I guess they do that live music like all the time. Yeah. And just to say, 
outside along the river. I mean, it's so nice. We have to soak that up while we can because I know like the winter of doom is coming. Wait, it is? How bad is it going to be? Look, I don't know. I'm not doom? a farmer's almanac. But is this I, Game of Thrones? The winter is coming? Oh I my just, gosh. I just hate winter. And, and when I say that, usually people, you know, hand me some backlash because like, you live in Chicago. Like, I know I live in Chicago, but it doesn't mean that I have to like the bitter cold and the ridiculous levels of snow that we sometimes get. I'm just a summer girl. I can't help it. Me too. I mean, I, I am. I, I You're a summer gr- girl? Yes. <laughs> summer loving. Um, like I had a I had a great summer. I thought it was really mild and temperate and it didn't bother me. I didn't even run the air conditioning. What? <laughs> I did not run it. My bathroom shower is like the third level up. Okay. So when I get out of the shower, I can't be like sweaty right away. Like yeah. I need to I need to be like cool and fresh and put my makeup on. That stuff's going to be melting. Like the air conditioning is a necessary evil. I'm sorry. I think it, does, it depends on where you're at. If you're on the 27th floor of a sky rise, yeah, you're going to need some air conditioning with the sun. Yeah. My place is a duplex down. Downstairs is 10 degrees cooler. I'm sleeping in like like a hobbit down in my bed. <laughs> it's like underground. A, right. A designer cave down there. So it's not, you know, it's, it doesn't get that hot for me. All right. I can see that. So I, I won't argue with it, but I will say I hate winter. The end. Good. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> but there was no need for AC when we were hanging out at River Roast. Uh, it was a beautiful day. It was. Although I should have thought to not stuff my face with that giant shrimp sandwich before we had to head off to the helicopter place because they make you stand on a scale. I didn't know there was actually a scale when we got there. Luckily, the guy said, ooh, yours says light as a feather. So I was like, all right, <laughs> like you couldn't have had a better answer than that. I'm sure he has to deal with people with, you know, issues on scales. and Nobody likes to step on a scale, man. Like yeah. that's not something that anybody ever looks forward to, certainly when it's in a public setting. You know, it was really an organized kind of situation as far as us checking in and then actually getting onto the helicopter itself. Yeah, I thought the Chicago helicopter experience was great. And Is that what it's the, called? That's the name of it, yeah. So hashtag C-H-E. I did hashtag my pictures because I, they have signs everywhere, like hashtag get to the chopper. I feel like they really set it up for people that have anxiety about it or were nervous about kind of flying in there because they had games for people to distract them. They had music playing. You know, they were very organized. They told you exactly where to do, what to move, where to go, when to take pictures, when not. You know, everything was very organized. So you feel like they're in control. Yeah. And, you know, we walked in. Phil Collins is blaring. So I was very happy about that. I knew that was a good sign for you. Yeah. Always Mm -hmm. kind of put me at ease. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that. And then we watched this safety movie and we're headed outside. The guy right at the door hands me a hair tie like, here you go in case you need this. I'm like, wow, you guys have thought of everything. Yeah, they were prepared. Did it help, too, that there was a small child on the helicopter with us, too? Like, if he's not scared, we shouldn't be scared. I think it helped (laughs) that he was there and he could hear us when we had our headphones on so that I didn't, like, swear or anything. Yeah, you got to be careful. (laughs) But um, the pilot, Mr. Mike, what was Magic Mike? What was his name? Captain Mike. Captain Mike. We can call him Magic Mike because he was super cute. He was a silver fox. Look, the entire experience was incredible. Beautiful views. I mean, we've never seen the city from these angles, these heights before ever. Right. Certainly not, uh, you know, on an airplane. You don't get to get that close and see these kind of things. However, Jerry, I think the whole thing would have been a lot smoother if you and Captain Mike didn't start 
start discussing the movie La Bamba in the middle of it. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Well, he was playing music from like, you know, some hip hop music or what was it? Some like dance music. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, just don't play La Bamba. <laughs> and then that. you guys started talking about the movie. I was like, okay, can we discuss this when we are all on the ground again, please? And then he tried to flip us over upside down. What about that? Look, when he said that, like, hey, do you want to do a whatever, a loop-de-loop or whatever he said? You want to do a, a spin? He tilted the helicopter, which I'm sure he knows what he's doing. But just for a split second, I was like, holy crap. I thought he was going to do it at first. I definitely did. I'm sure you have a scar on your arm now. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you clawed me like a cat. I was like, ah! <laughs> it was so much fun. And you know what? Actually, we were in and out of there within an hour. It was really fast, actually. It was really smooth. Beautiful views. Sunny day. Yeah, it was perfect. I would say, um, you know, perfect for maybe a date spot. Or like if you're a tourist, if you're a tourist and you want to see some really great views of Chicago, Wrigley Stadium, all that. Definitely. So they're right there. It's like 24th and Halstead, I think. Yeah, and plenty of parking in front. Yeah, really cool spot. So thank you so much to Chicago Helicopter. Experience. Experience. Okay, thanks for having us and inviting us from the podcast. That was really cool. There's still so much happening around town that, you know, you and I have been kind of busy, but Arclight Cinemas is doing this kind of like a lights, camera, cocktails thing. Mm -hmm. Did you hear anything about this? Yeah, it's a great idea tying it in with the cocktails and the films. And, you know, a lot of different theaters are starting to serve booze, which, okay, I get that. But they're kind of doing these throwback movies, which is definitely part of what we're talking about today. And so last week they did Austin Powers, um, the original one, like uh, it's International Man of Mystery, Mm -hmm. um, which we missed. But for October, it's uh, on the 17th. They're doing, do you remember the movie The Warriors? Yeah. November, they're going to do The Great Outdoors, which I love. Oh, I love you. You love John Candy. I do. I do. (laughs) And Dan Aykroyd, come on. I mean, who doesn't love him? Mm -hmm. And then December, they're going to do Kill Bill. Oh, wow. That will be a good one, too. Just volume one or volume two? Uh, It's volume two. Oh, okay. But I mean, just kind of cool. And, you know, they give you like a month out to kind of plan for it, which is nice that they've laid out the schedule because when they told me about the Austin Powers one, I was like, dude, I'm like book salad for the next couple weeks. Yeah. But then they released the rest of the year as far as their kind of monthly schedule. And I was like, man, before the end of the year, I'm going to one of these. I mean, drinking used to not be allowed in theater. You used to have to sneak your drink in. Do you remember this? Like, Or would... go to the Vic, like Brew and View. Remember those? I do. I love those. Like yeah, back those in were, the day. That was really fun. Okay, so from great movies and fabulous food, here I am again. This is like three episodes after I said, Jerry, I got to get back on the diet track. Okay. Start behaving myself again. All right. So I've got this like big stash of, they're kind of like seed bars from a place called Elemental Superfoods. I mean, they're just kind of like food that sticks with you. It's anything. I mean, you could do hard boiled eggs, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, But I've been doing these kind of like seed crumbles and just kind of like healthy food to keep like me bird from- seed? Because kind of like bird seed. God, you know what? You were like the fifth person to bring that up to me. And it's it's only, this is totally only encouraging my family to make fun of me because I think, have I ever told you that my family like is constantly making bird jokes at me? Why? Like, like big bird? Because you're tall. Me, I don't know. They just always tell me that I look like a bird. And when I get mad that I sound, I squawk like a bird. Like I'm You just do? A, like, <laughs> now I'm going to notice. You shouldn't have called attention to this. I know. I, well, I, look, I can't escape it when it comes to my family. Like, and that is just, you know, everything is a bird joke. Yeah. Um, Families just really know how to get at you, don't they? <laughs> like for Christmas last year, my brother bought me a pair of these like knee high socks that are, they basically, when you put them on, they make your legs look like bird legs. Oh my gosh. Like it's 
just I, I, it's at every angle. They so, go for blood, this family. For, for sure they do. And you know what? It's only helping them that now I am walking around everywhere with these like these little seed bars. And like I'm literally walking around with a bag of this superfood crumble that is basically a bag of bird seed to oh, them. Oh, wow. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Like I'm over here just trying to eat healthy and it's just still coming back at like bird jokes. You're a target even for the family and the birds. <laughs> so you don't think I look like a bird? No. Okay. I've oh. never thought of you like that. You are a good friend, Jerry. I like that. I like that. I'll never be as mean to you as your family. I can tell you that. <laughs> I think that's in everybody's family, right? Oh, uh, hello. My southern mom is the most judgmental, mean person sometimes. It's just, they just think it's funny. And I'm like, all right, I'm trying to embrace it. I, like, I'm a bird. I get it. Yeah. That's how people are. That I've noticed that before. Like, if you let them know you're into something or they, they catch on to something like that, they will never let it die. Like, they're just going to keep giving you bird presents and things like that. <laughs> like, if they know, if I knew this girl that liked mushrooms and everyone gave her mushrooms all the time like all kinds of gifts with mushrooms it was like that when I was a teenager like I was really into Elvis Presley everything mm. I got for my first apartment was Elvis Presley and I was like you guys I like his music but like I don't need his face on my like light switch it turns into a museum of Elvis Presley right right I still have a bunch of stuff that like I almost feel bad getting rid of but uh-huh. I'm like I'm not gonna display this what am I gonna do with all this Elvis Presley stuff welcome to Lisa Allen's Graceland welcome to my closet where you will stay with the rest of the stuff I don't want to put on display thank you for thinking of you me. ain't nothing but a hound dog not a bird <laughs> but a hound dog okay i mean look i can't I, I is that an improvement i don't know well we're going to be outside all weekend for a chicago gourmet i hope no birds decide to land on my head you're going to that right yes this event chicago gourmet is so amazing it's all over millennium park and then it goes they do food demonstrations on the jay pritzker stage there and a lot of celebrity chefs and then all these vendors all this wine all these drinks all kinds of vendors all over that park and the lines are getting a little crazy but it's fun it's such a great event i'm on the air until two o'clock on Saturday. So there's going to be food left by the time I get there, right? I'll save you a few bites. We'll uh, see. Just a few? <laughs> Run to the seafood. I'm telling you, the seafood is the crazy. The lobster line is out of control. Really? Yeah, that's the one that backs up all, like it winds around the park. I'm really excited to cover this event um, because it's going to be my first time there. Luckily, you are already familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a fun one. And you've got a big film festival coming up too? I'm doing the Reeling Gay Film Festival, the okay. LGBT Film Festival. So I did a Q&A this last week weekend and then I'm doing another one where I'm moderating with the directors and the stars and stuff that's really fun. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Rupert Everett's coming for my best friend's wedding. He's <gasps> got a new movie about Oscar Wilde that he's directed and made. He stars in. I'm curious to see what he looks like because he used to be so cute back in the day. Well, you'll see. You'll see some pics. I want to see him. <laughs> All right. So find us on Facebook, Nonstop Lisa and Jerry. You can always reach out, send us an email, right? Right. At Nonstop Lisa and Jerry at gmail.com. All right. So hit us up. Let us know what's going on. Follow us, subscribe to us, and we'll catch up with you next week on Nonstop.